This is a Squiz podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Eliza Harvey. It's Friday the 26th of November. In your Squiz today, Australian troops deployed to the Solomon Islands, tragedy in the English Channel, a rugby world cup gets closer to home, and random bits of internet joy. This is your Squiz today. Before we get started with the news this morning, we best make some introductions. Eliza Harvey, welcome to the Squiz Today podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. Keen Squizzers will have heard you do a shortcut episode with Kate this week. You've just joined the Squiz team. You've got a background in news. You're a former journo and you'll be on the team writing the newsletter and joining us here on the podcast. We're very, very excited to have you on board. You ready for the early mornings? Oh, look, I am. I'm a mum. I'm a veteran of the early shifts and I'm fueled by some toast and a cup of tea. So I'm good to go. You're ready to go. Well, hopefully Claire's enjoying a good lie-in today. <laughs> she deserves it. Yeah, for sure. Let's, uh, let's get into it. Australian troops and defence personnel are being deployed to the Solomon Islands after violent protests in the capital, Honiara, have seen residents there put under a 36-hour lockdown. The protesters, as well as the country's opposition party, are calling on Prime Minister Manasse Sogavara to resign. It all has to do with a deal that Prime Minister Sogavare made two years ago with China. We're really throwing you in the deep end with this one, Eliza. Take us through it. All right. So in 2019, Sogavare signs a diplomatic deal with China, which is accompanied by 500 million US dollars of aid. It's a lot of money, particularly for the Solomon Islands, which is one of the poorest countries in the Pacific. But the Solomons had been working with Taiwan for about 30 or more years, and they didn't like this new deal with China. They stopped that relationship. It turns out that many opposition figures in the country didn't like it either. They were worried about China's influence in terms of human rights, but also looked at other countries who'd taken this kind of money and had been caught in a debt trap, in their opinion. And one province, Malaysia, decided to go its own way. They wanted to keep working with Taiwan. And the protesters now in Honiara are mainly from this province. The unrest there kicked off on Wednesday. Large crowds gathered outside of parliament demanding that Sogavare goes. This violence and unrest has led to the Solomon Islands government requesting assistance from Australia. Troops and police have started arriving to help keep the peace. Yeah, so that immediate help from Australia involves 20 federal police officers who back up the local forces and help with riot control. Another 50 police and 43 troops will leave today from Townsville in Queensland. And just under 20 years ago now, Australia was part of a permanent regional peacekeeping force that helped when ethnic tensions boiled over. That mission went on for more than a decade. Yeah, so it's not the first time we've been involved in peacekeeping missions there. Some pundits say it's a relief that the Solomons came to Australia and not to China for help. Prime Minister Scott Morrison last night said that we've always been there to help our Pacific family when they need us and this is such a time. At this stage, the deployment is expected to last a couple of weeks. Still in international news and 27 asylum seekers have drowned at sea in the English Channel where they were attempting to make the crossing between France and England. It's one of the biggest loss of lives in the English Channel, according to the International Organisation of Migration. 
Yeah, and these people drowned in the freezing waters of the channel. Fishermen sounded the alarm after what they described as an extremely fragile inflatable boat got into trouble. People were already in the water. Now, five women and a girl were among the dead. Authorities haven't released the nationalities of the victims, but it's thought that they come from the sprawling migrant camps in Calais in France, and they're made up of Middle Eastern and African people. The tragedy brings into focus the big issue of asylum seekers in this part of the world and those that attempt to make such a dangerous crossing. Both the UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson and the French President Emmanuel Macron agree that something needs to be done, but settling on what will be tricky. Johnson says France should do more to stop the migrants crossing, while Macron says the UK needs to stop politicising the issue. Over to the US now, where three white men have been found guilty of murder in the case of Ahmed Aubrey, the black man who was killed while out jogging in the city of Georgia. This is a case that got a lot of attention following the Black Lives Matter protests and then was in the news again when the jury makeup was revealed to be predominantly white. And that's a really important point because the murder of Mr. Arbery is described as a modern day lynching. He was out running in a, quotes, nice neighbourhood in Georgia in February last year. And this father and son thought they saw him steal something. They armed themselves, got into their car and chased him. And they were followed close behind by their friend who also had a gun. He was filming the whole thing. They pulled Arbery over. There was a fight and he was shot dead. But the real outrage came... When police didn't actually arrest anyone until that video surfaced weeks later and went viral on the internet, the men have received life in jail, potentially without parole. It's the second high-profile case to be settled recently. Last week, teenager Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted of murder after he shot and killed two people at a Black Lives Matter protests. The men he killed were white, but both cases have received a lot of media attention. While not everyone celebrates Thanksgiving, it turns out that Australians don't mind participating in a few other traditions around the American holiday. We're talking the sales events known as Black Friday and Cyber Monday. They're a big, big deal in the retail scene here, Eliza. They are. They're actually bigger than the Christmas sales, Mm. which was a surprise to me. Although I should say that I've never actually lined up outside (laughs) a big department store on Boxing Day. But this year's going to be a big one. People haven't travelled overseas. People have got money. And analysts are predicting $5.4 billion Mm. to be spent on virtual and real checkouts over the next four days, which is mind-boggling. That is a lot of money, a lot of sales. If you are shopping over the next couple of days, may the odds be ever in your favour. Just quickly in sport, it's been announced that Australia has been named as the preferred candidate to host the 2027 Rugby World Cup. If you're a rugby tragic, it's pretty safe to start celebrating. Well, that's right, because after the Olympic Games experience where it kind of became clear they'd already picked Brisbane, I think we can read into the idea that Australia's the preferred host of the 2027 World Cup as a pretty sure bet. The other option's America, and they're not really known for their rugby, so it should come to Australia. I think the big question is, which Australian city will hold the final? Yeah, Sydney or Melbourne, both big contenders there. The chairman of Rugby Australia is calling it a a once-in-a-generation opportunity. I think I've got a couple of guy mates who agree. Rounding out with a few random bits of joy the internet has brought us this week, (laughs) I reckon the National Guard of Russia doing a rendition of Tom Jones's sex bomb has got to be right up there, Eliza. Look, I'm already laughing because I have just spent the morning... (laughs) 
listening to this, humming along. So the Red Army does sex bomb. No one can challenge a real Welsh sex bomb, I think, but this is incredibly entertaining. So you've got your soloist out the front. He's in full military uniform, surrounded by some of the best Russian musicians. (laughs) They've got this booming chorus in perfect harmony. But my pick is about three quarters of the way through when there's a little musical interlude and this guy comes out, also in his uniform. He does this dance, there's a bit of a wiggle, and then he starts doing these quiet graphic uh, hip thrusts. <laughs> it's just perfect uh, and it's had me laughing. It's a good one for your Friday. Hearing a <laughs> sex bomb in a Russian accent is enough, but, yeah, that little dance, <laughs> that little wiggle, definitely one to watch. I'll pop a link to it in your episode notes. And, of course, being Friday, we love to throw in a recipe recommendation. I reckon dumplings also bring a lot of joy. So if pork and chive sounds like your kind of thing, all ingredients in this recipe can be found at your local supermarket. Delish. Yeah, very delish. I'll pop a link to it in your episode notes. Squeeze the day, Eliza, or across the weekend, what are you keeping an eye on? Look, I'm looking at the rain that's coming in, looking at some maybe minor flooding in Sydney, but of course that Lachlan River in New South Wales Central West. It's terrible timing with the harvest, so... That's what I'm going to be looking at over the weekend. Yeah, it's tough. Tough news for farmers with that amount of rain. You've got little kids, Eliza. Thought you might be marking the fact that it's eight years of the movie Frozen on Saturday. Oh, my gosh. That's another soundtrack or soundtracks (laughs) that are burned into my brain. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's a, a couple of parents out there who would be agreeing with you. I think that's all from us today. Thanks for doing your first pod, Eliza. Many more to come. Have a good weekend. We'll be back on Monday. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more, and get a great discount, visit nordvpn.com forward slash squiz today.